everybody, and welcome to Casa Loud Chat, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's, the Casa Grandes, and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 61 of Casa Loud Chat, and again, Happy New Year to everybody. This is a very late episode of my show, as we're going to be talking about the Loud House Christmas movie that came out during November, but I've been very busy during these past couple of months, so I didn't have time to do an episode on it, but I am doing a very special episode today of of my show. We're going to be talking about the live-action Loud House movie, A Loud House Christmas. But today, I'm actually not alone in talking about this episode. I had this planned for a very long time. I have two very special reoccurring guests on my show. You know them as the hosts of the Loud Casa Talks podcast. It is Nate and Omid of the Loud Casa Talks podcast. Welcome back, boys! Oh, glad to be back, Sonny. Glad to, glad to get another invite for one of your uh, awesome shows. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having us, Sonny. Uh, what is up, Loud Crown and Casa Crew? How are y'all doing? Hope y'all had a very Merry Christmas, and I hope y'all are getting ready for 2022! Yes, sir. <laughs> it seems pretty early for us to do a podcast crossover episode because we I thought we were going to make the tradition be from February, but that probably will happen again. <laughs> Not to break the tradition, but uh, I wanted them on for this episode because, again, it is reviewing the big, you know, uh, live-action movie, The Loud House Christmas, Loud House movie, and they did an episode on it already, which is amazing. Go watch it if you haven't, but I'm very honored to have them both here again to talk about it again with me on my podcast. So, again, thank you guys for joining me once again for this. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to discuss the movie with you, Sonny. You know, we've always considered you a good friend, a good fan artist, and a good podcaster, too. So, yeah, I'm so glad we're doing this. Uh, it's the crossover of La Casa Tasa Casa Loud Chats, baby. Yes, yep. sir. <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely uh, Avengers Infinity War with our podcast. Feel, kind of feels like it. Now I hope we actually have like a whole crossover. Hopefully we can get like Treehouse Sessions to actually come and join us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta awesome. get Saran on like one of your episodes. I know. Eventually. <laughs> you need to bring Saran, but he was very busy. I know that he had college stuff that was going on. So, um, yeah. you know, I let him I let him be. I let him, you know, do handle his own thing until he was free. And then we probably might have it in an episode eventually. But, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll come. eventually have another Treehouse Sessions, because I always love doing that with you guys, of course, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, well, I'm not going to, for today, today's episode, I did my 2021 review episode, and that was mainly where we talked about all the news, and all the new episodes every day coming out, so this episode is mainly going to be focusing on talking about the live-action movie, because there's so much to discuss with this movie, of course, and I know the boys will probably be repeat, repeating themselves as I ask them various questions on the movie, so mainly we're going to be, like, just doing spark notes on this movie. It is, like, the movie's, like, what, like, 85 minutes, practically? It's, it's a very short movie, so, but there's still a lot to discuss with it. So, my first question to you guys, whoever wants to answer first, is uh, uh, discussing the the portrayal of the Loud House movie, uh, the, uh, the, the portrayal of the Loud House characters, and how the actors portrayed their characters. So, how do you think the actors handled portraying each member of the Lau family? How do you think each actor was able oh. to portray their character? Perspective. Uh, I, I pretty much put it on the podcast when I did it for Loud Casa Talks, but I believe everybody did a really good job with it. Um, from, you know, Jazir Bruno, who did uh, Clyde, Wolfgang, who did Lincoln. I believe they're le legit, like, perfect as Lincoln and Clyde. Like, they portrayed them, like, perfectly from the, you know, the innocence of Lincoln and then, of course, the wittiness of Clyde. They just pretty much showed off just, like, how 
like like how they are in the uh, the uh, cartoon. So I don't know what, but they did their homework properly, and they actually did act properly <laughs> as Lincoln and Clyde. And the same goes for the sisters as well. Like I don't have no any problem with any of them. Like Dora Dolphiness, Lenny, she did a great job with. She did a great job portraying Lenny because she like you know sparkles and just but the, but the whole Tanya thing was also pretty epic as well. Um, oh, is it Sophia Woodward was as little loud? She's amazing as. Luna, she actually did a pretty good job with her, too. Just the fact that, like, she was with Sam and thought that was pretty awesome. Um, and then, of course, the rest of them as well. I think one person that I also want to bring out was, um, was it Catherine Asher Moore? Well, Ashmore Bailey. I believe she was Luann. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, she was uh, doing it pretty well. As like, like I said, she did a pretty good job with it as well. Even with the fact that she's also holding Mr. Coconuts and actually impersonating Mr. Coconuts pretty well, too. So, I mean... To say it right off the bat, I believe they picked the right actors and actresses for this, and no doubt about it, it definitely did have that like feeling of what the Loud House episode, what a, what a Loud House episode is, and portrayed it into a real life action movie that definitely does show how the Loud House is. But yeah, I must say like they did a really good job casting, and uh, I gotta say this right here, um, even if Catherine Tavis is the voice of Laurie, she did a really good job portraying uh, Catherine Mulligan because it made me feel like I'm actually listening to Catherine Mulligan and actually was really paying attention to, like, what she is and how good of a reporter she is. So, um, yeah, that's all I could say about it. But, yeah, uh, the actors and actresses are absolutely perfect for this movie. That's hands down for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely concur. I, I definitely agree that um, the Loud House uh, Christmas movie actors, they all pulled off each character phenomenally. Um, it's one of the many features of the Loud House Christmas movie that really does show how, like, they make um, animated Loud House translate very well to live action. And, of course, um, it's especially helped by the actors. Um, my personal favorite performances are um, Wolfgang as Lincoln, despite the obvious problem I have with Lincoln's character I'm going to touch upon later. Uh -huh. Dora Dolphin <laughs> as Lenny is adorable. Like, mm. oh my god, she is just... She's just precious as Lenny. Like, she really does capture the ditzy, bubbly, yet sweet and innocent side, like, of Lenny Loud. Like, she like she really does uh, does a phenomenal job in capturing the personality of her. Brian Stefanik, of course, uh, nails it as uh, Live Action Lynn Sr. It really does show how one actor can really pull off a character not just by uh the voice of the animated version but also uh the body language and the physical features of the live action interpretation and um and and also uh Catherine Taper um literally pulls it off as Catherine mm -hmm. Mulligan of course so like that that that's really awesome uh, what I really it's really it's really helped by the fact that the cast the casting is phenomenal the casting director really did their homework um, like they, they didn't just cast list cast a list Hollywood a list celebrities to do the roles. No, no, no. Like they actually got um, you know actors who aren't known so well to you know as long as they look the part, as long as they look promising, then yeah, they're cast as you know as such. It would have been easy for them to just you know cast I don't know Chris Pratt as Lynn Senior <laughs> or. Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Rip Hardcore. Seriously, imagine how those would have turned out. But no, I would like, they went the authenticity. Rip Hardcore, like the the Rock playing Rip Hardcore. As if I didn't like Rip Hardcore enough in this movie, that would have made it a hundred times better. Oh, 
What if it was like John Cena, for example? It had to be like some sort of big wrestler that could actually Oh my pull god! <laughs> you can't see me. It's Rip Hardcore! Da 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 da! Da 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 da! I can totally see it. I can totally see it. Just the fact that, like, you know, she's he's invincible in the wilderness to get. He can survive in the wilderness. If that's the case, he could be invisible in the wilderness. So, yeah, John Cena could be work perfectly. Oh my gosh. That's true. I can't believe, like, okay, I'm going to say real quick. I think my. I was going to ask for like standout moments or like favorite side characters in this rip hardcore like the way that like they had him be more prominent in this than the actual show says a lot because he was probably my favorite like side character in this movie about like how much they did with rip hardcore as a character that just like in the show he's like like he's on tv and stuff and then like he got to meet him in season two but like here he has like he's very prominent in the plot and like that scene where Kathleen Mulligan is like interviewing him and he like grabs the guy and throws him to the ground on tv <laughs> was like the greatest <laughs> thing i ever saw seen in my life i'm like okay this movie this movie rocks <laughs> after that <laughs> and and of course uh the stand-up performance is Sophia Woodward as Luna. She really does mm. capture my favorite character so well. I feel like so his well. favoritism because you're like, not allowed. Thing, but by the singing <laughs> as well. Like, this isn't just a bias. Like, I feel Sophia Woodward does stand out as one of the best. Here's the thing about uh, the Luna Luna moments, though. I really love the Luna and Sam moment. There, all, there need to be more time for Sam, unfortunately. But <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, we only had, like, yeah. one scene for her. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure it'll be a lot to say about the Saluda and how that was handled in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, believe me. I, Here's the thing. I don't want to say about that. They yeah. still recognize it, though. I mean, hey, Sam yeah. and Luna, they're there. Awesome. But the but what, what I hate, though, is the fact that, like, yeah, you hyped it up in the commercial. The two rocking, they're two rocking, like, you know, what was it um the rocking couple. couple yeah yeah that the rocking couple will be there in the live action movie they're only there for like one minute and that then was sam's it. only so there like, for like one scene like it's such it's such a waste like why why like <laughs> i get like it's cool that you included her but like why for just one scene and that's it if you could do that with sam you could do that with Rodian. where was my live action Rodian? okay come I on know what, i don't know what's happening i don't know what's happening Seriously, like they had Bobby and robbed. no Ronnie yet. Come on, like why are they not hearing like, me? It's no, outside of the series, like the series loves Bobby more than Ronnie, and despite the fact uh. that. Like, Ronnie Ann played a much bigger role in The Loud House, in my opinion. And also, she's the protagonist of the its own spin-off series, so it's like, what gives? If she could get five gives? seconds in The Loud House anime movie, she could have at least just had, like, a background cameo, okay? Like, yeah, that's exactly. all you could have done. If Sam could be in one scene for, like, two lines, then Ronnie Ann could get, like, a line. That's all you had to do, but, you know, once again, my girl gets shafted, and Bobby gets a spotlight, you know, I just, I'm such, <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole question about side characters. We're just getting right into it. Yeah, like, I had so many problems with the side characters. But the main cast, yeah. I'll, I'll go with the main cast, yeah. I think everybody in the main cast was portrayed so well. You know, again, we'll talk about our, you know, our somewhat issues with how Lincoln is portrayed in this movie. But Wolfgang did a fantastic job as Lincoln. Like, he just, he sounds the part. He looks the part, like... I mean, like, we know that Clyde's actor in this movie is going to be uh, replacing Andre for season six, which is perfect, because he, to me, looks like, is, like, the, like, out of all the people, all, like, all the actors, he looks like as if Clyde jumped out of the screen and became a real person. Like, it's, it's amazing. And same thing with, like, you know, act, like, uh, them, like, uh, casting Brian Zepang to play Lynn Senior. 
No one could play that part that except him. That's the perfect casting. You cannot you cannot get anybody else except for him to play Lynn Senior. And and having Catherine Tabor play Catherine Mulligan again, perfect. Like that's really great. Like that's an Easter egg. We all love seeing that as fans. And again, I I think the sisters too. While again, I have problems where the sisters aren't really. You know, they're not really important to the plot because, of course, the Lincoln focus at, uh, plot is that they still portray the sisters really well. Like, again, Dora is Lenny. Like, there's that scene where Lincoln and Clyde go to steal Tanya and and she's, she screams. And her scream sounded exactly like something the Liliana mummy would scream. It sounded exactly like her and that's perfect. Like, um, yeah, same with Sophia as Luna and uh, I, think, I think Lexi De Bredito as Lori, like like the scene where Lori gets um the fruitcake from her dad, she's like, Oh, I never missed dad's figgy pud- pudding. It's so or I said fruitcake, figgy pudding. I never missed pudding. it. Yeah. It's so bad. And I love it. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> great. Like, oh, it's just and or even the the actor that plays Lucy, like anytime Lucy came on screen and she she smiles so big at something bad happening, it's like they knew exactly how to portray these characters and it felt like it felt like it was a real episode of the show nobody was out of character well i mean we all know who is but like i have like the, <laughs> the core cast it felt like everybody like they studied their characters they knew the characters well and it felt like exactly what the loud house was it didn't feel out of place and that's wonderful to me that the cast was just perfect that's not, nothing more, that's not the more I can say there. It's just more like like everybody else, like I said, was just perfect. Um, even even Lily, uh, Charlotte Tucker, she turned out to be like a really good Lily Loud as well. <laughs> like the fact that she points out like tree tree because that's mostly her line is true because Lily's a baby. Yeah. And the fact that she lights the tree up with uh, Catherine Mulligan was pretty cute too. It's like, are you ready to light a Christmas tree? And then then she says tree like, oh, this is adorable. And then they light the tree up and then Luna walks with her song. The tree. She got right I know, the tree. The tree. <laughs> uh, I like when uh, Lynn Senior is asking Lily about lighting the tree. It's like, Lily, are you ready? She says, Weddy! See? Weddy! Yeah, see? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Lily well, I, I mean, like, it's, ador- it's adorable. Yeah. yeah and so and like I said, uh, the whole entire cast was great. Um, Marietta Moss, I have to say this for Marietta Moss, who was, uh, what's it, Read Aloud? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, she did a pull, did put, did it pull off really good as Rita. I love the fact that she's kind of into other. She's kind of into hot guys, if you if you notice. <laughs> the rip hardcore <laughs> scene. <laughs> one rip hardcore scene. She was yeah. sipping over rip hardcore. Yeah, I mean, you know, had me was, laughing was in tears. She, like she was literally like looking at her pet, looking at his pecs. And he was like, and then I see like Lynn Senior trying to do the same thing too, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame her. Like, I can't blame her for sipping over rip hardcore, honestly. <laughs> 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 yeah, look here, those kind moments make it funny and that's what like the acting did pretty pretty good with that and yeah it's just great when seeing those kind of things <laughs> yeah like i love when even uh uh catherine mulligan is like sipping over rip hardcore rip hardcore, hardcore is like mentioning like something and then she's on her phone delivering the things like thank you overnight delivery <laughs> <laughs> she was sniffing book. his uh, she was sniffing his headband too like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like sm- smelling all his headband it's i didn't like, respect oh, i never respect rip hardcore to be such like a babe magnet or something it, it feels like it feels that way i've never seen it in the show uh Nickelodeon. Yeah. Again, like, Rip Hardcore had a bigger 
role in this than like anything the entire show like i would i would love if he had more to do in the show like this because like oh my gosh like he's the standout for me in this movie that guy Mm -hmm. who played rip hardcore so great i love him he's the best he has potential to have a legit paramount plus live action movie of rip hardcore like it's got potential (laughs) I, I if really they actually they... did go with Dwayne Johnson, if they actually did go with Dwayne Johnson's Rip Hardcore, Dwayne style. the Rock Johnson is Rip Hardcore the hardcore. movie. Oh, <laughs> I can see the poster now, like it's like a like Fast and Furious, and there's like explosions, as as it's like Rip Hardcore the Rock sitting in the golf cart, he was chasing the shocker dial in. Like I can see it now. I want a fan. I want yeah. somebody, some somebody, a fan artist, or I'll do. I'll make the poster. <laughs> I want this to happen. Yeah. If if that idea actually does come to fruition and actually does happen, well, you're welcome, fans. I because <laughs> I just pointed it out. I, I want... love the fact that. Oh, go ahead. Like, sorry. I, I love the fact that of all the people. Yeah, it's okay. I, I love I love the fact that out of all people, we were gonna think like who's gonna be actually coming in that you know that Lincoln likes. It could be like a savvy, for example. It could be like the person mm-hmm. from Ark. Uh, but instead we get Rip Hardcore, which people never really heard about for such a long time. Maybe like in one of the season three episodes. But look, from season three to season five, we haven't heard of Rip Hardcore for quite a while. So it's cool that they actually reference it back over here into this movie. So, you know, you know funny good thing continuity. about Rip Hardcore is that I first thought he was introduced in season two's Ball of Duty. Because that's when Link is watching the commercial. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I'm going to go get my book signed. But actually, he was introduced early on in season one in, uh, oh my gosh. What is yeah, in, uh, it was, um, uh, make, it was no, with the roughing it. Yes, roughing yeah, it. Yeah, roughing it. Yeah, that yeah. one yeah. Because Link right. was trying to watch something like Manly. And that's, uh, and at first, like, I didn't. I didn't realize that until I did my rewatch for the anime movie. And I'm like, oh, wait, he was introduced this early? I had no idea. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, this movie yeah. has a lot of deep cuts for the fans specifically. Like, you know, like, I, I, I had a question about comparing, like, the anime movie to the live-action movie later, but I feel like the live-action movie was all about being very fan servicey to the fans specifically with, like, very mu- very much, like, Easter eggs and references, like, like, like River Hardcore, for example, and, mm. oh my gosh, I... I had the and I lost it. What was that Easter egg I was gonna mention that and then my brain just went nope. <laughs> like I can't remember bun what bun? it was. No. Was it, it bun bun? No, but um, bun bun. Uh well yeah, one thing, like Lincoln had his um his chart from uh from uh the uh oh my gosh, uh, season cheating. Sweet spot. Sweet spot yeah, season yeah. cheating, yeah, which again is a very Oh, no, Tanya. That was the one thing I was gonna mention was Tanya. That's only she only got referred Tanya. to one episode. Yeah, she <laughs> was only in season to one four's episode. leader of the rack, and then it's like, let's put her in a live action movie. She was she only appeared once. It's like here it is, and we all know who Tanya is, which is crazy that she was like yeah. part of the plot of this movie. <laughs> she was part of the plot, right? Considering that they were, she was a part of a plan that Lincoln and Clyde were in. Yeah. Um But the other thing, here's the other thing that I kind of complained about: the fact that like. Oh, you have Tanya, awesome! But hey, we, we, we did have a shot at Reiningers. Where's the other co-workers that Lenny worked with? Where's Fiona? Yeah. Where's Miguel? That was a one. I mean, like, if you have like Tanya out of all people, it was just pretty much a mannequin. You could have at least had like, you know, the manager there, or if you had like Miguel and Fiona, that would more, I mean, more epic if they actually had those two. But no, you didn't. Uh, I, I don't know what they didn't forget, forgot about that or something. It's still. I mean, it's crazy that they had... Where's Miguel, Fiona. Where's Miguel, and Fiona, and all this? Exactly. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that they had Pop Pop and Mur- uh, not Pop 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 and Gail. 
Like, Nanda Gale, yeah. of all characters? And she's, like, a new character. She was introduced, introduced in season five, which is crazy that they decided to put her in despite her being a new character, you know? And then, like, having mm-hmm. live-action Scoots, no one messes with my pudding. Yeah, no one messes by with the way, pudding. By the way, I was going to say, Scoots, Scoots was absolutely great in this movie. I yeah. mean, like, she... she She's, she's she's pretty much scooch like yeah no one likes her no one messes with her pudding yeah of course she loves her pudding um and then the thing and the other thing too is like you know she was like being the person who actually found that sharkadile <laughs> yeah there, that was funny <laughs> oh, like the... she was also rooting. I, I love the one epic scene where she's like rooting for the sharkadile too and i'm like god damn it scooch yeah, like, 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 are so stupid to like put put like just drive the sharkadile out of the middle of the night like nobody's gonna see us everybody's going to see you <laughs> It's like wow! Exactly. Yeah, it's like, what did you think was gonna happen, right? What What did you think was gonna happen? I don't know. Maybe it's just Lincoln and Clyde just being Lincoln and Clyde. I guess they just Speaking let her of think Lincoln about it. Also, another thing too is oh, okay. I have to ask: like, where was Myrtle in all this? Because right? Yeah. There was yeah. Somebody, where was Myrtle? Like, there are so many I mean, small little tidbits. One can make the that argument that one can make the argument that technically Myrtle was spending time with her family. But here's the thing: in Instagram, it's revealed that. Uh, Myrtle doesn't really get to, a chance to spend time with her family, which is why whenever she spends time with the Louds, she considers the Louds her family. So it's like, okay, if she's not spending time with her family, then what's she doing, you know, like on holiday season? Well, there's the there's that other thing too. Resident Evil. Remember, both Myrtle and uh, Lana Gale are both living together in that same uh, sunny sense. What is it? The Sunny Shores uh, retirement home. Yeah. So what? So if you have Nana Gale, then you could have at least had you know Myrtle there too. No, but you didn't. Do you ever? They live together, so it's like there's a loophole there. Exactly. What happened? Why didn't Myrtle appear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like she's she's simultaneously Pop Pop's girlfriend and Nana Gale's roommate. So um, when you have those, when you're those two things, you know you got to make some sort of cameo at some point. Like yeah. forget the, never mind the dialogue. Like you could do without her talking, but it's just. Like have her appear, have her have her appear for at least five seconds. Yeah, like I some, mean, some deleted scene somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are many things I could like nitpick with like the side characters too. Like, yeah, like we had Bobby appear, no Roddy, and of course, but like the fact that he like name drops Rosa and Margarita, where he's like, "Oh, I'm giving a tamale delivery to my Abuela's hairdresser," which has to be Margarita. There's no other mm-hmm. character I can think of. It's like that's what? who he decided to name drop, not your sister. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> oh. like even Margarita, like someone as Margarita, Margarita like, has a bigger role than Ronnie Ann for some reason. Rosa and Margarita get bigger name drops than Ronnie Ann. Like, just come on, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I feel like they're, I feel like they're hiding Ronnie Ann for something. It just feels like maybe if they actually make another live action movie, Ronnie Ann will be there. I want Bring my li- I want my live action Casagrande movie. I want it. <laughs> I pointed out to I pointed out in our episode that like there could be possibilities of more live action Loud House movies. I brought up the fact that there could be a live action Valentine's Day Loudhouse. Oh, oh boy. And when that happens, <laughs> you know, you want, you expect Ronnie Ann to be there Dude, and play a crucial role. I want them to make live action friend anniversaries. That will be oh, man. the dream, right? You know? Yes. Oh my god. Live action horoscope. Live action horoscope. I would lose my mind. Oh my god. That 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 friend anniversary comic. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There you go. I'm sorry. And the prank anniversary, like like they celebrate friend anniversary by pulling off prank. It's like, okay, 
Prankiversary the movie. Let's go. Oh my god, Prankiversary the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will write Prankiversary the movie. If, they, if they're gonna do a live-action, like, Casa Grande movie and have Lincoln in it, I better be one of the writers, okay? I will be there to write that movie <laughs> or that scene. I will- I will- I will make sure I portray the Roddy Kid live-action relationship better than the Saluto live-action relationship. No offense, Omid. <laughs> but you know how it was handled as Hey, movie. I mean- Alright, first off, not taken. Second of all, yeah, honestly, like, if you were to be part of the writing cast for that movie, let me tell you, it would be a hit with the fans and especially with the Ronigan shippers. Like, let me tell you, like, like they need you. You're their asset. They need to hire yeah. me for, like, every episode they're gonna write with them. <laughs> <laughs> they can all look. Let's let's do it. Uh, if if anything, hopefully that Nicholas is actually listening to us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I did, I did want to mention it real quick with again because I mentioned the Saluda stuff with Omid, but I do I do want to mention I want to ask you Omid about the live action Saluda because I'm a little I'm a little like still a little taken back by how it was handled. Like, how do you feel about how they handled the Saluda relationship in the live action movie? Well, uh, let me just say this. Um, I felt that was kind of robbed of the fact that they didn't use much Saluna, despite the fact that they advertised the hell out of it in the trailers. Hello? Hello? It's, 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 it's pretty much the same problem I had with uh, A Very Casagrande Christmas and how, like, despite the fact that they advertised the louds, they only played for five seconds at the end. It's like, what, what was that? <laughs> Uh, going back anyway, going back to going back to this now. Okay, um, I do have some mixed emotions about it. Okay, uh, first off, Lincoln, how dare you? I'll get to you later. <laughs> Second of all, um, now I I love seeing Luna and Sam together, of course, in live action. They're adorable, even though it was short. Um, now let's go to when um, Luna is hearing uh, Mick, like well, quote unquote Mick. Saying that, you know, Luna needs to come and jam with them. Um, Luna gets excited, of course, but then Sam doesn't get all that excited as much because um, she feels she feels sad that Luna is going to ditch um, her and her family to go to the Mick, uh, jam with Mick. And I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't Sam be excited too? Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. Think about it. Sam is also a fan of Mick Swagger. Not only that, she's a fan of rock and roll in general, just like a girlfriend, Luna. So I feel that um, what would have been better, honestly, is if uh, Mick, like if Lincoln, once when Lincoln imitated Mick, I feel that like he should have said that um, like Mick wants to jam with both Sam and Luna and both Sam and Luna get hyped and excited because we've seen them both get excited in the trailer. But in the final cut, it's just Luna that gets excited and Sam gets down. And I'm thinking to myself, um, it would have been more in character if it was like both of them getting excited. And then uh, Sam and then Sam calls her family and says that she wants to, um, you know, skip the family tradition to go jam with Luna and Mick. And then later on, instead of Luna being sad that they broke up, it's Luna uh, being Sam being sad that Sam doesn't get to go because she's ground grounded for trying to ditch them to go with mm-hmm. Luna and Mick. See, that would have been more in character for Luna and Sam. But the way that the Loud House live action Christmas movie portrays Sam, it's like she was never a fan of rock and roll, let alone Mick in the first place, which kind of baffles me. Now, on the side of Luna... Um, I, I know, like, I know people 
some people like i know you guys have said that well technically like luna's also to blame for trying to ditch sam to uh go to see mick but honestly i have a defense for that i actually have a solid defense for luna's decision because yes as much of a hardcore saluna shipper as i am i've got to be honest here um luna uh choosing to go with mick instead makes a lot of sense when you look at luna and how mick has inspired has influenced has made luna to be who she is today especially uh with episodes like for bros about to rock um house music and in the mick of time um reveal very well that if it weren't for mick Luna wouldn't be the rock and roll girl that we know that we know and love. She wouldn't have pursued her passion for rock and roll if it weren't for Mick. So the thing is, is that yes, um, while while I don't really approve, like like I was a bit disappointed that Luna chose to go with Mick, but at the same time, it makes sense. It makes sense because um, like no matter no matter what, like Mick has always been the biggest part of Luna's life. So I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. 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 It's understandable. You have any thoughts on that, Nate? Um, I gotta say this, though. Um, when I saw Luna go for Mick, it was like, yeah, I understand. It's just more for her idol. Um, because Luna is inspired by Mick to become a rock and roll star, hence what you saw in Four Bros About to Rock, for example. And it was all pretty much portrayed in that one episode in the Mick of Time. So, yeah, I, I understand Luna's decision to go with Mick Swagger, but at the same time, you know that episode in the Mick of Time? Aren't you, like, bros? So, say, for example, like, you know, you guys can hang out anytime because Luna and Mick are close like that. Um, for something like Sam, to, to go on a trip with Sam and have, like, a date out there, I thought that was actually, like, really cute to have. But it was really interesting to see, like, Luna just jump ship to go straight to with the Mick Swagger. And at the same time, I understand Sam just deciding to say... I don't like what you did to me. I'm gonna break your. We're gonna break up and all. That was very sad too, knowing that Luna, like when Sam broke up with Luna, and it's like this Luna thing is over. No, everybody's all crying out. I'll be that one person. I'll be that one person. I'll be that one person who would also like you know be sad about it just because this the the two of them were adorable together, and because and, it was it and if you're gonna say it was because of a breakup because Luna did something selfish, that's like yes and no, but at the same time you know. Yeah, it's it's really hard to like decide decide on this one. Still, like, um, I felt like that. Sh I feel like first thing I want to say is that they want to portray it more. Um, but then again, we saw the Loud House movie that was only portrayed for like one second that Sam was there. So, and, and then again, um, when you see it over at the Loud House of uh, the Loud House Christmas movie, um, she had more of a she had more of an appearance there compared to you know, just in the Loud House movie. So there's a more significance when it comes to the ship over there uh, in the Loud House Christmas movie. So, yeah, it's great to actually see those two. Um, I'm just happy that they actually are together at the end. But yeah, kind of a little bit selfish the fact that Luna would go for Mick Swagger, even though Luna and Mick Swagger are like bros. They could like hang out whenever like Mick Swagger comes to, uh, you know, Royal Woods or anything. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the two. Uh, when when um, Sam and Luna were there. Yeah, like... The thing is, like, with the Saluna thing, you know, I really I really liked seeing them together because obviously they're very cute together, obviously. So we really love seeing Saluna. That's, you know, great fan service. But, again, it's hard because, like, yeah, I get it because Luna really loves McSwagger. It's her idol and she idolizes him. But why couldn't, like, Luna be like, oh, this is my big opportunity and how come, you know, like, Luna 
didn't, like, invite Sam to go with her. It seemed like Luna just wanted to go herself, and Sam's like, you know, this was going to be a very special time for us. So I get it from, I get it from both perspectives. That it's like, Luna wants to go see this concert, but Sam wanted to take her, you know, skiing. But, like, wouldn't Sam be really excited for her girlfriend, too? And they could hang out and go to the concert together and see, you know, Luna perform with Mick Swagger, you know? It's just, like, it seems weird how they handled that. Just, it, I feel like they, it's like how they do it in other shows. It's like doing angst for like splitting up a, a couple just to say it's for the sake of the of angst, which to me didn't work. And it's like oh well again, it's like yeah, Sam broke broke up with Luna because she chose Mick over her. You totally get that, but you also get why Luna did it. But again, I I hate to say that I'm most I'm mostly on the side of yeah, well Luna, you did that, you know. I I can't really blame Sam for breaking up with you because you chose Mick over her. But why couldn't you know, she say like, oh, well, Sam, you could come with me, or we could hang out together, you know, like that and stuff. It just felt like Luna was being a little bit selfish on her end, to my personal, you know, view on it, but again, I totally get what, where Omid is coming from, with like, yeah, that's her idol, and so she idolizes him, and wants to see him, and support him, and stuff, but I don't know, it's just, like, it seemed like they just didn't know what to do to, like, with, like, Luna, and how to, like, you know, break up her situation, so it's like, let's break up Saluda just for angst and, and feels. It's like, no, that, that, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's just very weird, but it, it, but I still think that seems very funny, like, when they try to, like, you know, make it seem like Mick Swagger's talking to them over the phone, and again, the louds, you know, they believe anything really, like, in that, and the shock dial and everything, so, like, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just love at the end I guess, where it's like... I guess it was weird... It was weird, like the fact. Sorry, uh, no, I don't there. It's just, it's, it's just the fact that like Lincoln and Clyde tried to make like a robotic, like what is it, Mick Swagger? Which, by the way, the the same voice of Mick Swagger was there, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's Hello, that was Luna. very cool. Hello, Luna. yeah, uh, something about it's, spood. Spood. <laughs> spood. It's spood. It's spood. <laughs> spood. 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 You know, again, I can't really... It's hard because, like, you want to side with somebody, but at the same time, it's like, both are in the wrong in that way. But again, who's to blame but Lincoln and Clyde, of course. But we'll get to them in a, in a few. Um, I My next question is about how the movie's actually... You know, it, it's set in the timeline of season five. Now, I have some issues with this mainly how they handle it, but for you guys personally, how do you feel about the the live actually being set in the current timeline of season five with Lori being away at college and Lily being like in her t-shirt and shorts by being a toddler? So uh, why why do you think they they put the timeline of season five and do you think that it was the best way for them to do that or they should have just like had it be its own standalone thing instead of taking place in the current timeline? Yeah, if I were to answer that question, I would say um, I know they're trying to catch up with like the current what, what what's been going on in the Loud House. If it was going to be like a random Loud House episode, then all the sisters would be there in the in the house. Um, I think it was pretty experimental the fact that they wanted to put it into a season five episode. So like have Laurie in college. Um, and the thing is that there was nothing in there in the college. She's just there in her room, just you know saying, hey, I can't be able to make it. Hey, I found Vicky, uh, I found uh, Dad's Vicky Pudding, now I need to go back. Um, and, and and just a portrayal of, like, Lori just being dramatic. It's like, I can't do this, I have to go back home. I need to get Boo Boo Bear to help me and drive me back home. So, Despite her yeah, having that. a car, 
Like, I don't get that. Right? Oh my god, I, I have so many problems with Laurie in this movie. Oh my gosh, okay, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> ahead, I apologize. I guess she, I guess she tried to surprise him, but yeah, you're right, she does have a car. Freaking, like, what was it, um, um, Poop Dreams, that's right. That one episode, she ended up getting a car. And it also appeared in Season 5 throughout every episode of whatever Lori is in in Season 5. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about that. I forgot about that. It's like it how just... Casa Christmas, it's like, like, it's like, oh, we came to pick up Lori, but doesn't she have her own car? So why are you picking her yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I need help to get back home. You have a car. How did you, how do you not have a car at college? And it wasn't even snowing or anything. It's like, okay. Yeah. It was like cold out, but like you could have used your car. I don't get. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll get the Lori way because I got so many problems with Lori, but you go ahead. Yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, that's one thing about it. I mean, like, yeah, if you actually made it better by just having Lori stay in the, like, in the loud house, maybe it could have been, like, a whole lot better for her character portrayal to say. Um, I don't know what she'll be doing. She'll just pretty much be on her phone talking to Boo Boo Bear. Yeah. But um, it might be something a little bit better than... Well, I, I, I'm guessing just because it was a little bit more inv- adventurous to see Lori come from college and go all the way back home. So there's some importance there if you want to have like more Lori, Lori significant moments there. Um, what else can I say? Um, uh, are, are we, are we, sorry, are we talking about um, just any... Anything wrong with like the current timeline? You say? Well, like, do you think it was right? For, do you think that it was good? It was right for them to, you know, put it in the current timeline of season five. Right, right. I mean, like, if I'm looking back, if I'm looking at the other episodes, I mean, like, you have Sam and Luna, which I think is adorable, and you know, um, I think that's cool to have them there. Although I really did hate the fact that they did break up during the episode during this movie. Um, what else? What else is there? Um. Really, I mean, I mean, the other thing too with the sunny with the Sunny Shores um, retirement home. Remember, we had Nana Gale there, so there's also in the same timeline as season five. Um, I think that was cool that they actually had more characters. But then there's other, there all are, there are other characters also in that retirement home. What happened to Seymour? What happened to um, so the other older guys? Um, they aren't there. Also, Myrtle was the one that was also really significant. That isn't there either. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of loopholes that we. Def- that definitely got missed if we're going to put in this ta- in this timeline. Let's say, for example, we actually shifted back to like say season four. Maybe it could have been a whole lot better. Because, but then the thing is, like, if you put it into season four, everything has to go back to like season four, where like Lori's back in college, Nana Gale uh, is doesn't exist until season five, um, and Myrtle is actually like not in Sunny Shores. To say the least. If it actually was in season four, maybe it could have been a whole lot better. But maybe put Lori in the house, and then that makes it a whole lot better. But you know. It it did make it a little bit messy with when you put season when you try to put it in the same timeline as what's been going on right now in season five, um, but you know and it's not really that big of a significance I must say. But if it was like shifted back to season four, for example, maybe it could have been you know a whole lot better to explain like how the movie is and all. Um. Now, as for my answer to that question, okay. Now, with the exception of that one obvious monkey wrench that I'm gonna discuss much later i feel that for the most part um they really did make a good call in terms of uh, having it set in season five because it really does show how up to date um that the christmas movie is it shows how up to date the loud house universe is in terms of the times of like the timeline of the entire franchise the entire series and i feel that 
like I said, for the most part, the Loud House Christmas, when you really do look at it, like, it really does feel like a Season 5 extended episode. Uh, because you got Laurie in college, right? Um, you've got Bobby living in Great Lake City. Well, technically, Great Lake City Season 2 and onwards, but still. And just o- overall, and, and of course, Luna and San being together, you know, raise the Luna. Uh, so there are a lot of Easter eggs. There are a lot of key elements that just screams out, hey, this is your, this is season five. This is taking place during season five. Lori's already out of college. Uh, Lily is no longer wearing diapers. She's actually wearing clothes, actual clothes, like a you know T-shirt and blue shorts, like uh, purple shorts, I mean. So yeah, this is, this is taking place in season five. So I do like what they did with it. Like they really do... Um, you could tell that they really did their research, they did their homework in terms of, like, you know, what season five contains, but the previous seasons did not. Yeah, I mean, I do agree on those parts, but, like, again, I'm going to go into, like, so many problems I have with this movie, with, like, continuity and critiques and all that, especially because I feel like they, like... I actually do like that they are, you know, sticky with the timeline of season five. However, I, I personally don't want them to do that, especially for something like this where it's its own standalone movie. Where, you know, if they just were would have done like how you know like with like, like with the Loud House movie where we know that it takes place well, we, we, well, we kinda know that it takes place between season four and five, it's not really clear or an understanding of that. Like some people don't really think it's canon to the movie when the director said it is. Whereas we know the live action movie is not canon, but I kinda wish they would have not had it be in season five because season five is the season where everything changes. It's the status quo change. So having it set set, set in the current timeline means that it is part of season five when technically it's like it's in its own like universe where like seasons cheating and flip Miss Carol never happened and we got this episode instead of like an anime form maybe I don't know like I feel like that's what would have happened if we did ever never had the live action movie they would just would have done this epi- this as like a like a special in season five but again my problems mainly with Lori like. The thing is, like, okay, yes, Lori does have her, Lori for some reason doesn't have her own car, so she can't drive back home like she can in other episodes. And also the fact of like, she says like, oh well, I can't come home because I have to stay because I have a tournament in two days. Um, isn't campus closed for the holidays? <laughs> Don't you have a break? In between campus, like camp between college, like I certainly had a holiday break in between, like you know this and New Year's and stuff. Like I would not think that she would have a tournament during the holidays, especially when it's snowing outside and it's cold and and wet. Like I I I really didn't like how it was like. Oh well, I have to stay uh, on campus because I have a tournament two days. Wouldn't colleges close during that time? I don't. She would not be able to stay. Like again, like I'm so always on the logic of how they handle Lori and her college stuff in the in the show. But like the way like that is like no, that's so unrealistic. Like you would not be able to stay over during the holiday break if she has one. Which for so, I guess she doesn't. I don't know. Not in this timeline. <laughs> like not in this movie. Not in this movie because it seems it's cheating. She was like she was still in college working on finals during Christmas break, which is weird to me. But like she was working on finals. But then she but then she did come home for the holidays. So it's like 
now she's allowed to stay on campus during the break? Like, it just, it confused me. Like, again, it's like the whole, like, Saluna thing. It's like, oh, we need to find ways to, like, cause conflict. And it's like, what, she'll have a tournament two days after Christmas? Okay, that's so weird to me, right? I, I know I shouldn't be nitpicking this stuff, but, like, to me, I'm like, again, you don't know how to handle Lori's college arc even in this movie. It makes no sense to me, right? I thought, right. Am I the only one that is doing it? I probably I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Lori fan here. I should understand all of this. I mean, I would love to yes, have, you, like, a huge... You definitely would should. Love to, I definitely would love to have, like, you know, some series where Lori actually has, like, her own episodes of like her time in college then again like there's some episodes of there's some like good episodes of laurie in college like going back to loud house say for example laurie days yeah that was definitely a good one um but then again yeah we don't ever we never see much of like how she's doing in college how she like winning all these tournaments how she end up like how, how she end up with that one guy as a trainer in teed for example um yeah, i don't know if you guys had talked about this to cook on your show yet but like in that episode she, you know, Lincoln and, Lincoln and Lynn, like, really threatened her to come back to Royal Woods, and she drives right. to Royal Woods. It's like, okay, <laughs> if she can do that, she can oh, do God. that here in the live-action movie. Yeah, like, no she just, problem. She just, like, randomly drives really... three hours just for the, just to get the plot going. It's hey, like, Hey, why we, can't Rod Yan do that, by the way, Loud House? <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, I'm sorry. It's my show. I can name drop anytime. Like, you know, it's so <laughs> weird that she can do that in the show, but in this movie, uh, nah, I can't. I can't drive all the way there and come back. Yes, you can. You did it in one episode. I think you're good, Lori. I think you're fine, Lori. Yeah. Maybe, just, maybe it's just the fact you want to surprise the you want to surprise the family, but the fact that you can still drive your way to Royal Woods. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she <laughs> like, wasn't gonna like she has like she wasn't gonna like, surprise she... them. It's just like she. She decided to stay because she thought it was the best thing to do, which I get it. But at the same time, it's like, but wouldn't you be off for Christmas break? You know, don't don't call. Right. I had I I had like a whole two months off. Why does she have a tournament two days after Christmas? I don't I'm, get that. I'm kind of wondering. I'm kind of wondering now because remember, Lori has to go back to um uh back to Fairway University right after the movie. So how yeah. did they get? How did she also, get back to Fairway? Her comment about like at the end where she's like. You know, Lincoln's telling her, like, oh, well, you won't see the sled. I'll see it during the summer. Aren't you going to visit any other time during those times? Like, what? <laughs> it just seems like, whoa, okay, she's not going to come back until summer? Wow. Wow, Lori. I, uh... Because, like, we, we just had Lori days in, again, season five, where she comes back to visit, and it's like, the weekend, and then in this movie, she's like, I'll see you during the summer. That means she's not going to visit any other month during, like, January through May. She's not going to visit at all. That's surprising to me. So, again, the, the like, I have problems with the writing in this movie. Like, a lot of stuff there where it's like, really? That's, that's, really? You're not going to see them at all d during ever until the summer? Wow. You must not really like your family then, <laughs> Lori. I don't know. Unless unless the plot demands Laurie to go back to Royal Woods for whatever reason, yeah. aka does the cook. <laughs> we just need yeah, Lincoln to shout at her like in every episode to come back. Yeah. Like it does the cook. I, I would do it, absolutely. Yeah. Um Yeah. Okay, I was trying to think of there was an if I had any other uh questions I had before I get to the main question I have about the movie. Um 
Oh, okay. So the big question I've been saving for for last because, of course, this movie is focused on the man with the plan himself, Lincoln Loud. It is, again, like the anime movie, it is focused on him. He's the main protagonist of of the of the movie, of course, like the anime movie, because, of course, Lincoln is the main protagonist of the show. So I know we probably have a lot of thoughts on how Lincoln Loud is portrayed in this movie. I know I do as a Lincoln Loud fan here. I will try to defend my boy, but I per I have some personal gripes against him, but I'm sure Omid, Mr. Mr. Uh, Lincoln Loud formula over here, has a lot of thoughts <laughs> on how Lincoln Loud is I, um... in this movie. <laughs> oh man, I am ready for this. Like, round two, baby. Round two. Ready. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know if this will be a fair... Um, the response on my end because again I am the Resident Loud fan here and I do have a lot of thoughts on him but again so yeah so Lincoln Loud is the main protagonist of the movie he's the one that causes the conflict and everything he's the one trying to stop his family from moving to Miami because of course I didn't read I forgot to read the description of the movie <laughs> I should have read the premise of the movie which is it's Christmas time and Lincoln Loud is super excited it's the one day of the year where the entire Loud family comes together however this year Lori, Luna, and Moana make their own Christmas plans with three of the sisters on different holiday schedules Lincoln's plan Lincoln's parents decided they should take a family trip to Miami with their remaining children. Okay, one, one more thing before we mention the whole Lincoln stuff. It's so weird to me that the family decides, hey, Lori, Luna, and Wan have plans. Let's just ditch them and, and take the rest of the family to Miami. That's weird, right? It's like, let's leave let's leave them behind, right? Because, like, imagine they're all going to Miami and Wan is doing her show on Christmas and then her, her whole family's gone. So... That's also confusing to me, right? Because like they're like, "Hey, Luna, Wan, and Lori have plans. Let's just all rest of us just go to Miami." It, that that's strange, right? Or is that just me? <laughs> uh, mixed feelings. I, I got mixed feelings about this. On one hand, yes, like it is a bit strange that they just most of the family just you know up and up decides to you know go to uh, Miami uh, without the three. But then on the other hand, though, I feel that this is their way of saying, hey, you know, we can have fun too. Like, you know, Luann, Luna, and Lori have their things going on. They're having their own Christmas plans. Why don't we make our Christmas plans as well? So in a way, it's sort of like a um, way to um, make sure that they themselves have fun as well the way that the three want to have fun with their plans. Yeah, my, my thing about uh, that part there, I mean, look, everybody, yeah, you're right, I mean, everybody has their own fun. I mean, Lori has, is going to be busy having a golf tournament literally right after Christmas. Um, and, you know, didn't have time to actually go straight <laughs> straight home for Royal Woods for some reason. Um, but the other thing, too, is, like, it's pretty interesting how they're going to, like, make, like, Luann have a big comedy show over at Sunset Canyon. Um, and, um, what was it? Have Luna and Sam go skiing together. That'll be really cute, actually seeing how they do together while they ski. And the rest of them going to Miami, I mean, yeah, the other thing too is like, look, I, I get it, the family is not there anymore. The, the whole family is not together, but with the family that we have together right, right now, why don't we just go to Hawaii? Hawaii. Oh, it's not to Miami. Yeah, uh, sorry. Why don't we all go to uh, Miami? And it would be really interesting, considering, like, everybody likes to, um, everybody likes to go there. Also, 
holy crap, I didn't know that Lynn knows uh, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big name drop there. That was a big <laughs> team drop right there. I'm like, okay, cool. You know the NFL, uh, Lynn Jr. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, she's a I'm Yes, yes. I'm just, I'm just like, okay, like, why couldn't you have name dropped the Miami Heat? Like, honestly, I, I, I would have, I would have screamed with joy if she had name dropped the Miami Heat because they are my second favorite basketball team. So it would have been much better if they went with that. But yeah, Miami they, Dolphins, they, they okay. Want, oh well. They want to go for the Dolphins. <laughs> hey, by the way, they're also a playoff team. So you know, maybe oh. that's why they wanted to bring it. I have a feeling. I have a feeling after he, after she name dropped that over after Thanksgiving, that's when the Dolphins started to get hot. That's was, why they're in the playoffs right now. Lynn hey. like, Loud has been known to be, try to be a good luck charm, so I can honestly believe that. I was gonna say because Nickelodeon Studios, like NFL, like Player of the of the Day or whatever it is, yeah, like, I you mean the that. you mean the you mean the MVP, yeah, the um, MVP that was day, awarded, yeah, yeah that's awards for the best player. Speaking speaking of which, awesome uh, that George Kittle ended up winning an MVP. <laughs> I mean, have they mentioned the Miami Dolphins did not, on that show yet, they, or no? They did. No, they did. They ended up giving an MVP to one of the players, okay. um, one of the defensive linemen. That was actually last week. That was oh, actually cool. last week. One of, the defensive, uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the defensive ends of the Dolphins ended up getting the MVP award. Yeah, so, and it's presented by yeah. the best boy league allowed, of course. So that's what I've been doing. Like every that's what I've been doing every Wednesday. Like I've been, I'm a fan of football, so I would love to watch NFL slime time throughout the whole thing. Um, and it's just awesome seeing like people getting interviewed, having Lincoln come up and say like the MVP award, which I thought was pretty cool. You thought it would be SpongeBob, but no, it's Lincoln Loud. Lincoln. It tells you how appreci- it tells you how appreciative like the Loud House and the Casa Grandes are because they keep on appearing in every highlight that is shown in that show. So to say the least, they are giving some recognition to some animated show to like the Louds and the Casa Grandes there in that show. Yeah, yeah, this is SpongeBob, actually okay? a good sign. Like this is actually. By, by the way, on a side note, I'm a fan of NFL as well. You know, go Raiders, Raider Nation. But going back to this, um, now, I feel that this is a good sign. Like, this really is one of those that sort of, like, um, gives a small little hint that, hey, the sponge could be dethroned by the man with the plan, you know, right? Here's, yeah. <laughs> here's, what, here's, what, here's, what, here's what's got to happen. You just hope those field goals that have SpongeBob's face or Patrick's face be, be like, switched to Lincoln or Ronnie Ann. Then oh they can tell God. you that they could, then they could be pretty much like recognition right there. Lincoln and Ronnie Ann are now like the new faces of the Louds and Casa Grandes and Nickelodeon. Dude, I remember like when they had like the standees at the football game that one time. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm sure those standees are sitting in the warehouse somewhere. And if Nickelodeon, can you get in contact with me? I will buy those Lincoln and Ronnie Ann standees off of you if you can give them to me. I will, I will keep them. <laughs> Those standees are a part of NFL Slime Time. They're literally like right in the background. I'm sure eventually <laughs> they won't use them anymore and they will, they will sell them on eBay. I will be the first one to buy them. <laughs> I, I remember they showed the Nickelodeon, the Nicktoon standees uh, yeah. during that one playoff game last year. And I'm just like, NFL, you got it wrong. Why couldn't you have Lincoln and Ryan sitting next to each other? I Just know, right? I know! It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? You, you did this wrong! I'm here! Why are you You're doing this wrong? <laughs> Your sitting arrangements suck. Okay, exactly. what is wrong? Yeah. I can't even. I can't even. Just watch the game. Um, they are going to host another game in Nickelodeon uh, for a wildcard weekend. Um, hoping it's a Niner game. Um... 
It'd be funny when we see the standees, and hopefully it'll be Ronnie Ann and Lincoln really much sitting like right next they to should. each other. I will, I will make sure to tweet out <laughs> on Twitter. I'm gonna write an angry Clyde, letter, letter to NFL. There, you, you have you have Clyde there. You have like Cora there. You have Aang. You have like all the other Nicktoons. Of course, Lincoln, Ronnie Ann, and Clyde and Clyde are there. I really do hope those three actually like sit together for anniversary there. <laughs> but. If Sid, is that other thing too? If she's actually oh my gosh, get, we like, need to get a Sid standy. We have to have her sit next to Clyde. We need that. <laughs> slide, 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 slide. I still believe in slide. slide. Yes, we all, all right. believe in slide. Anyway, let's get back to the topic here. Yeah, so the description, blah, 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 the the Miami trip, um, and then Lincoln feels like they're gonna miss out on their family's favorite traditions, and the entire holiday will be ruined. With the help of his best friend Clyde, Lincoln's got twenty four hours to come up with a perfect plan, change his family's mind, and you guess it, save Christmas, of course. <laughs> um, so yes, Lincoln Loud, you know, he has a, this whole plan to stop his family from their, uh, you know, their new to uh, stop his their their plans with the help of Clyde of course like I, I do like that Clyde has a bigger role in this movie than the anime movie like I'll have a question about the verses here with the anime live action movie but um, so Lincoln as a character <laughs> I feel like Omi's got a lot to say in here so Mr. Lincoln Formula, <laughs> I will give you the floor here what are, what are your overall thoughts uh, about Lincoln as a protagonist in this in the live action movie? How he was portrayed, his plan, everything about Lincoln. I want to hear about my favorite character and everything you will say will be wrong. No, I'm just kidding. No, seriously, I... you're okay to like say whatever you feel about Lincoln in this movie. So go ahead, floor is yours. <laughs> Thank you, Sonny. Um, now Lincoln Loud in this Christmas movie, like, honest, honestly, I'm just, I'm just like, oh, okay, am I watching a season one movie or am I watching a season five movie, okay? I, I'm, I'm sort of confused by that because honestly, this is something season loud, season one Lincoln would have done, okay? This definitely feels like a season one Lincoln, you know, plot. And the reason is because of the, it follows the you know what. So, so that's, obvious that's that's quite obvious right there yes the the llf sure we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go with that (laughs) now here's the thing like to give it the small benefit of the doubt i will say this in terms of selfish lincoln plots it's not the worst i've seen not by a long shot Mm. because to its credit i will say this at least the movie does establish that lincoln worked his ass off and saved all that money in order to pay for that huge and i mean huge sled he had to shave Lynn senior's hair from his back and even picked up some boo boo so i can understand to some sort of degree why lincoln would react the way he did why lincoln did what he did like i get it's okay to be disappointed I get it's okay to be upset. But what's not okay is the way you went on about it. What is not okay is all the crap you pull. Like, you know, from spreading public fear with the Sharkadile to Cossie Luan, her job at Sunset Canyon, to stealing Tanya from Lenny. And worst of all, and I mean the biggest crime of all, breaking up my OTP Saluna. That is where I'm just like, don't you dare, Lincoln. Don't you dare do that. Okay? Like, yeah, the other stuff you do is bad. But they pale in comparison to this atrocity right there. Honestly, um, 
especially when I see Luna crying over, you know, the breakup. This is honestly at the point where I'm just go from disliking this live action version of Lincoln to wanting to strangle him in his little neck. Oh damn! Oh gosh! <laughs> Why you little? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, I yes. would go all Homer Simpson and like, are you a little? <laughs> yeah, honestly, but I I will say this, though. Like, what really got, I will say this, though. The nice little moment of uh, Lincoln um, looking at Lily as she's saying, no twee. And then, Link, and then Lincoln starts to have a change of heart, like, right when he sees Lily sad. That... I will at least give it this. It contributed to my head canon that Lily is Lincoln's true favorite sibling. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, that um, the ending was somewhat heartwarming. And I say somewhat because, like, I will give credit that Lincoln expressed how he felt uh, about them growing up and um, all that stuff. So he feels that they don't get to spend Christmas as much anymore. But the thing is, though, is that... Um, it was abrupt. You know what I mean? That, that, you know, feeling of, you know, them growing up and all that stuff, how, what Lincoln said, I felt that was too abrupt. Like, it, that dilemma wasn't carried all the way through to the movie. Um, because with the, with the rest of the movie, before we got to that particular moment where he confesses, um... It came off to me like Lincoln came off as sort of a spoiled, selfish Brad being like, you know, like, I I want to spend Christmas my way. Like, it's my way or the highway sort sort of thing. Like, sort of like a end of discussion sort of thing. <laughs> Sasha no. Waybright. Uh, anyways, going back to that, um, I, I feel that it was Lincoln coming off as a spoiled Brad more so than an insecure boy who feels that, you know, they're family's going up so fast um in order to do this but so that's what kind of threw me off and like like i said it could have worked better if it was the main conflict throughout the whole movie like if lincoln said that to clyde too then that would have been perfect if lincoln said to clyde too in the beginning that would have been perfect that that way we would have known that okay um we know what lincoln's going through and all that stuff so i get that but but still um it was nice though that at least Lincoln got some sort of punishment. Like, at least he got 300 hours of community service because yeah. if he got off scot-free, I'm going to be honest, like, this movie would have been two thumbs way down. If he yeah. actually got away with it, then it would have actually completed the Lincoln on formula. <laughs> <laughs> I That's kind of the thing. It's no, like... that wouldn't be the case because even with the the quote-unquote Lincoln Lab formula, every time I say that, I die inside. But every time the Lincoln Lab <laughs> formula happens in the show, he does get punished for it. There's never been, I don't think there's ever been really a single, I, I mean, if I can recall as a Lincoln Loud fan, I could personally say there really hasn't been a single episode I could think of where Lincoln gets off scot-free. You know, I think there are, any episode where he's like being selfish, he does get punished for it in some sort of way, you know. Right. You know what I can I mean, really like, think at least of? The only like one I can really ahead, think of is, like, Caesar's cheating, where he gets off about it. But again, he wasn't really... Be like, it was the Lincoln Loud selfish plot episode, but done so much better where it's like, okay, he's not really being selfish. Like, I'm thinking about yeah. the season one, there's always gonna be, like, a, a punishment for him, you know? There's, there's that... Like, I think about how, like, Casa Grande's handles Roddy and selfish plots. Yeah, they definitely do that with her, where she gets off scot-free. Lincoln... 
he's always getting punched. He's just red. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think they need to learn a little bit on that. But like Lincoln, yeah, I I don't I think there's ever been really been one episode that I can recall with like selfish like where he gets off scot free. So I'm glad they at least did that because uh well to comment one thing I think somebody somebody mentioned it in their in one of their reviews on the on the, on this movie on YouTube where technically Lincoln in the end did get exactly what he wanted because in the end. They're all spending Christmas together because, like, oh, well, we figured everything out. Like, Luna will go ski with Sam and Lori will go off to college. We'll have her, her, her thing. And it's like, great, everybody, that that's great. But in the end, technically, even though Lincoln got punished, he still got what he wanted in the end, which to me felt a little disingenuous, you know? He should not, like, even though it was like, oh, great, everybody's spending Christmas together. But I kind of wish it could have been, like, let let Lori Luann and Luna go then. They don't have to stay. They they can leave. It's like, no, they're gonna go the day after. No, this means Lincoln got exactly what he what he wanted anyway. So to me that felt like a little unsatisfying to Lincoln's arc. Right, Another thing right. too is that we should have we should have seen, like we should have seen Lincoln doing the actual work in, you know, community service. Like there's a thing called show don't tell. Like don't just have Lincoln say, oh, I got three hours of community service while he's enjoying himself with his family opening presents. No, like yeah. what would have been, what would have worked, yeah. what would have been, what would have worked much better is if we actually saw Lincoln like picking up garbage or something why'd like that. Like why does that be like an extra scene? Like, you know, you know, you just stay through the credits and then he does that. <laughs> he can do, like they, they did. They did the whole montage where he, you know, earned money for yeah. the sled. Why couldn't they show him? Like, I, I wish it could have been like. You know, they should have done though. Yeah. It's like okay, they'll spend. He'll spend it with Christmas, and then at the end, he's he's you know narrating to the audience. Like I do love that again. He is breaking the fourth wall, which is you know again a staple of Loud House, which he hasn't really done a lot in season five. So I'm really happy they did that. But I would have loved if like they had like the like they, they zoomed into his face and then they zoom out and you see him like in a in like the the orange jacket he's picking up trash at the end yeah. second community <laughs> service yes. <laughs> oh that would have great actually could have done that yeah that would have been what this incarnation good. of lincoln truly deserves what this live action version of lincoln yeah. truly deserves yeah yeah <laughs> uh, nate what about you do you have any thoughts on our our boy lincoln loud in this movie uh, <laughs> all I can say is that it just, it just reminds me of, like, season one, Lincoln Loud. I mean, it's just the way that he gets portrayed in this movie. Because, yeah, I understand he's just being selfish. The fact that, like, things are not going to be the same old traditions. Like, you always have Lincoln Loud. So what does Lincoln do? Want to pretty much change all the, change everyone's plans. And I but here's the thing I like about this, though. Like, Lincoln, the man with the plan, actually did work it out here in this movie. Like, he did have a plan. Um... And that it actually did work out in the end, like Lori's little, um, like what he did to Lori, what he did to Luna and Sam, what he did to Luann, um, and pretty much the whole family. So everything did work out in the end. But of course, when when what happens when you actually get your results, uh, Lincoln, it doesn't turn out to be really good at the end. Like what happened after Lincoln's plan did go through and then everybody felt all depressed. And that's why he started to just go with the Sharkadal and start to just rampage around the town getting like, what is it, rip hardcore to chase him all around the town and just um just make sure just just reveal himself that he was the one who's yeah. pretty much the shark it out because Catherine Mulligan yeah. didn't believe him he thought that she thought that he was pulling That's a prank right. or something which was like weird to me because like he just confessed it. it's like oh some kids pull with a prank really 
<laughs> you don't believe that? I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, get it's still it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get it, because it's like, what, like, uh, I would imagine Captain Morgan a lot of it's, phone calls. Yeah, it's, it's a kid who's literally just saying, like, how of the shark would and then he might be a troll. So, you know, adults are just saying, like, no, I need some real proof evidence, okay? You just, just can't just confess to the phone call. <laughs> but these adults also believe shark exist, too, so I'll give them a pass. That's true, and I'm like, yeah, oh, and also, again, rip the, no matter how fake it looks, so fake. Out of all the, the shark looks so are... fake, and they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, see right through it. No, I, I believe it's just perfect staging. Thanks, uh, Clyde's dads. I mean, they said that they're a part of like a play or something. That okay, that was the weird thing. Was it weird to me that they actually were able to name drop things like Jaws and Wonder Woman? Those yeah, exist they in named this drop universe? Wonder Woman. Yeah, they like, named drop Wonder and, Woman and. and and, and then you have dolphins. So, so I'm saying, like, does the NFL have a deal with this movie too? <laughs> but it's like, do, do, does that mean that Jaws and Wonder Woman all exist in like the Loud House universe? And there's not like they, they, they I mean, they could still like a savvy, but Wonder Woman, done, like, what, yeah, they could have done that. House, that. It's official. The Loud House Christmas movie is part of the DC extended universe. Oh Let's my go, god. Baby. Oh, no. It's part of the dark universe. Is that still a thing? Oh no! <laughs> yes. We're gonna see the, the. That means a savvy's part of the DL. Like I mean, well, technically, is it like a savvy? Ace Savvy's kind of like a Superman type, right? Is that what the well, parody like, is? Yeah, I he's kind of like that. Yeah, right. I think it's a parody Tell right there. He's trying to be like Cone is technically. Elfa Cone is technically the Mexican Batman sort of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because Commission yeah. El Gordo. Yes, yeah, Commissioner El Gordo. Like, Which makes sense. It is Batman. That's right. Because of the whole Alpha El Gordo. El Falcon v. A. Savvy. Dawn of Justice. Okay, oh, yes. No, See? No, that's no, what... no, no, no. Oh, okay. Sorry, Don't put that movie up. Don't put that movie up, Omina. <laughs> See, I, I feel like El Falcon, A. Savvy versus El Falcon will be even better than Batman versus Superman. I feel like it's the better movie. You know. You, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I can't argue with that. I cannot argue with that. Honestly, like, um, I'd have to say that it would it would definitely be much more better written. It would be it would be better written than like, what we've I've had got ideas where like Lincoln and Cla not Lincoln and Clyde, Lincoln and Carl have bonded over like these superheroes and like Carl how much he loves Alpha Cone and Lincoln loves Ace Savvy. So like if they had like mm -hmm. a, a a versus movie, I could imagine a crossover episode where like Carl and Lincoln are fighting over who's the better superhero. It's like no, it's Ace Savvy. No, it's Alpha Cone. It's like yeah, they would be fighting over it, and Roddy is just like no, shaking your head in the background. It, I think it's, I think that would be it's sort of like it's, it sort of like reminds it. me of that fairly odd parents episode where Chester and AJ were fighting over who's the better superhero, Crimson Shin or Crash Nebula. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then Timmy you Turner know, would be the Ronnie Ann. Like, like Ronnie Ann would be the Timmy Turner of you know that conflict. Oh my gosh! I would say so this like, would be. A, tried I would say this would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This, I would say this would be like a better Kings of the Con episode if that happened. Oh Carl my and, gosh! Uh, yeah. Like, loud, like fighting, like what's the better hero? And then they, you know, literally have like a legit battle. <laughs> I would love to see a Kings of the Con, but it's like. An actual like superhero convention episode where instead of Ace Sav like I guess like I don't know was it Ace what was it Kids in Con was it like a superhero convention or just like an Ace Savvy? In it was only an Ace Savvy Con. Okay, it was only, so, like, only Ace Savvy like exclusively. Yeah, so imagine if it's like an actual superhero convention and Carl goes to it thinking like oh it's gonna be just Alpha Code and then they and then he runs into Lincoln who's gonna go see Ace Savvy and it's like no well Alpha Code's the best it's like that. I think it's like a. Have you ever seen uh, Friendship is Magic? It's like that one episode where Rainbow Dash goes to the convention with her one friend. They're fighting over like 
I, I think like a Dairy Do or something like that, kind of like that, like a co- like a mm. real COD co- like convention. Like I know you guys like that episode because of the COD stuff, but I feel like just yeah. an a savvy COD wasn't enough. But if like if you were to combine the two superhero worlds, where it's like, hey, like that, or like if Lincoln with David Steele, since he did that now, it's like, oh, cool spies, mm. and maybe. Carl's like, well, like David Steele's not a real superhero or anything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see this. This would be great. <laughs> I would love this. Uh, this is why Miguel needs to hire me on the show. <laughs> I got ideas. <laughs> I love the ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You believe me. Like, if you were if you were hired into the 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 cat the writing the, if you were hired into the crew, let me tell you, the quality of the show would boost up. I would definitely oh, say yeah. this right now. Because you have so many yeah. great ideas, Sunny. You I really don't do. know if the show would boost up. It would have a lot more fan service, but I don't know if it'd be better. I don't oh, know. No, I mean, like it all based, it's all based on the fans. So to say at least for the current Loud House and Casa Grande's fans, if our ideas actually did come to life, I'd have a better perspective. Like, but I don't think yeah. I then we'll, the then, then our then all of our then all of our dreams will be answered. Yeah, right. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't more yeah. fan service technically count as like the show being better? Like the more fan service, the better. <laughs> that's entirely that's entirely true. I mean, season five would have been so much better if there had like been like five Roddy and cameos, but you can't get everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So so back to Lincoln Loud. Um, Nate, did you have anything else you want to say about Lincoln, real quick? Um, I don't think really much to say. Like I said, uh, I put my points out there. Um, I felt like Lincoln did portray like season one Lincoln. He's just, he's his old selfish. He's his old selfish himself. He wants to get all the goods. And of course, like, when things go wrong, like, when his plan goes through and his things go wrong, Lincoln has to find a way to fix it, and it showed at the end. And of course, he gets punished for it, too, with 300 hours of community service, so to say the least, um, Lincoln had his pretty much, like, ups and downs and ups and downs throughout this movie. So, to say so to say the least, like, Lincoln had a pretty much of an adventure when you see the movie itself. Um, one thing I also want to point out, Clyde McBride, you really are a person who just loves Lincoln Loud or something. You just pretty much agree to everything. Like, you just, I don't yes, blame man. him. He's just <laughs> yes, yes man. man. Yeah. yeah, you're a yes man. It's like, I understand. Like, um, you got me out of break of our sisters. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. And like, I, I totally miss your traditions. I'm down for whatever plan you have. Let's yeah. go ahead and like ruin Luann's. Let's go ahead and ruin Luann's show. Let's go ahead and uh, break up Luna and Sam. Like, not break up Luna and Sam, but like ruin Luna and Sam's uh, trip. Or bring Lori home or get this whole shark to not make everybody go to Miami. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty, I mean, and, 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 like, Clyde was th- pretty much throughout that whole time. That made, I think that's why that made, like, you know, Jesse Bruno's character a whole lot better because it actually shows that, hey, he's absolutely an agreeable guy. He's friendly, lovely, uh, lovable, and he does really become, like, a great pal to Lincoln, especially when he's, like, in trouble, for example. So, like, say, for example, like, in that one part where, like, he had to show up to Sharkadile again. And Clyde is there the whole time saying, like, I'm with you, I'm with you, man. So we're going to, so we're both of us are going to, like, say, hey, I'm, we're going to be the Sharkadile, trying to get the Sharkadile over to the mall. I love the fact that Lincoln actually, like, took Clyde out so that he's the one to blame instead of Clyde. Yeah. So, that was very yeah. cute. Which is a good, good. Yeah, that's a Clinkin Clinkin moment right there. That's a Clinkin moment. It's a good, like, Lincoln moment, too. It tells you, like, oh, yeah, you know what? This is where I'm going to let you go, uh, Clyde. Go meet Santa, and then I'm taking the blame for myself, which is true, because you technically did make this whole entire plan. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it'd be like, tell my story moment <laughs> my story. I, I mean I, I yeah Clyde was really like definitely they just 
did like season one Clyde where he's basically like it's yes man and it's like yeah I'll agree to destroy all your sister's plans that's cool like I, I did, like I really did like that scene where Lincoln goes back to the Sharkodile and Clyde is meeting up there like in the woods it's like no I'm not gonna let you go well I'm not like it you show it shows that you know Clyde's a very loyal friend to Lincoln which I absolutely love and again Lincoln takes the time to like have Clyde <laughs> like he was like he was like, uh, wait, what'd you do that for? Like, it's like, why did I do that? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you're being a good friend. That's great. And I also really like that, you know, when, when uh, Clyde goes off of Lincoln, his dads are actually looking for him. And actually Clyde gets, like, scolded by his, his dads. Because usually, like, I think someone mentioned this before that, like, Clyde usually gets gets off scot-free whenever Lincoln and Clyde are doing mm -hmm. plans. Because, like, it's always, like, Lincoln gets punished, but never Clyde sometimes. But it was nice to see that, like, his, his dad saw him, like, doing some scheming with Lincoln. And it's like, oh, well, yes, Clyde is also to, to blame in this situation. Because he did help Lincoln ruin these plans with his sister. So, you know. But, yeah, it's definitely, like... It's definitely a big season one throwback, with, especially with Clyde being just like, yeah, I'll totally help you with ruining your sister's plans. That's cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And what really gets to me, like, really bothers me is that Clyde just straight up ditches his dads and Santa Claus at the same time to go help Lincoln with his nefarious schemes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 it just, like, Clyde, Clyde just straight up ditches them. And I'm just like, bro, that's not cool, man. You're, you're, you're doing your dad's dirty, man. Yeah, but I nonetheless, like how, I mean, uh, I, 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 I nonetheless, I would imagine the dads were pretty much just like, "Oh, um, we'll let our son go." I found that weird too, actually. It's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, we'll let our sons go, but we'll let our son go back to Lincoln, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> we were shopping and meeting Santa, and then Clyde had to go off and meet up with Lincoln. I, I, I guess that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool they included Clyde's dads. I think that was really neat to see them also in the I movie. Think and I also, the other thing too is I think they portrayed like the dads well. Like, you know, you get to see the actor who played, uh, what was it, Harold, who um, who did a really good job like portraying us, the person who was playing Brady, for example, and Howard, who was, you know, really fun with the, <laughs> and to say the least, like they really are like clashing. They really are like what the characters portrayed as Clyde's dads to say. Yeah. They're very endearing characters. Yeah. Yeah. So my thoughts on the boy Lincoln Loud. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, okay, I have a lot of mixed feelings, of course, about this movie, you've seen it throughout this entire podcast, but I will try my best, and I say try my best to defend my boy, because I do agree on a lot of the criticism against Lincoln in this movie. It feels like the opposite from the from the anime we were like, I was so happy when everybody was like, understanding Lincoln's character throughout like five seasons, I'm like, defending him, and I'm like, praising him, and I know what's up. Whereas this movie, it's like, yes, any criticism towards Lincoln in this movie I agree on I'm not going to like be against or anything but I will defend something so the whole theme of this the whole like I guess like like the whole like running uh motivation for Lincoln in this movie is that he wants to ruin his plan his, fa his family's uh plans because he wants to keep his traditions alive at the Loud House and I absolutely get that because Lincoln loves his family his family is so important to him you know he loves everything he does with his family and without his family you know he would feel like he would feel left out he would feel like alone without his family because even though he's the outcast in the in the family his family makes him feel good about himself and everything like that so knowing that 
his family was ripped apart by doing different things and not including him or being excluded from things or even like changing their traditions is something something where he's scared of that he's scared like the whole point of the movie was that he was scared of change and that's something where I felt I feel like yes that is a great way to portray like his character because that's absolutely something that he would be afraid of especially if you're gonna focus if especially if you're gonna keep this movie or what or we're gonna keep this movie in the canon timeline of season five that he would be scared of, of growing up and change because, like, in school, for example, in school, he was, like, saying to his friends, like, oh, we got this. Let's not be worried about middle school and growing up and stuff. But, like, in the actual, you know, episode where he's, like, not with his friends and his friends are, you know, falling apart without him and he misses his friends and wants to be in the same class as him and he messes up everything, it's like, yes, change is scary, but then, like, in the end, you know, he was, like, being like, well, there's nothing I could do about this. I'll just have to deal with the, the changes and like in the end it's like yeah I will I will try to make the best of this so with this movie like it didn't feel like Lincoln wanted to make the best of these things it's just like no I'm scared of change my family's drifting apart I want us all to be together and the only way I could do this is to ruin their plans which again feels absolutely like season one Lincoln like if this movie would have came out around the peak time of like season one and two it would not feel out of place for me but the fact that they decided to do a throwback to season one like they did, like they did with seasons cheating season five but do it in a way where it's like here is actual season one Lincoln throwback it feels out of place in the current timeline especially when season five is almost over for us personally so it feels weirdly out of place to portray Lincoln this way and I feel like there are ways you could do, you could do this and I do agree with old me it's not the worst i've seen of lincoln because trust me the season one there are definitely worse selfish lincoln episodes i could name on the top of my head but at the same time it's like i absolutely get it because yes in the movie itself yeah you get it because lincoln is afraid of his family drifting apart and then growing up and change especially at the end where his family's like okay we need you to confess and he's like you know i did all this because i was afraid of us drifting apart and I'm afraid of growing up and I'm afraid of change and stuff. And I'm like, yes, that is definitely something part of Lincoln's character. That is definitely him. That is something I would see in the show. However, the way he went about it in the movie is not something I feel like canon season five Lincoln would do now. Season one Lincoln, absolutely. That's why I was a little like, that's why I'm a little like, I don't like that they kept it in the timeline of season five because of how Lincoln was portrayed in this movie. Now, again, they could do a selfish Lincoln in season five or six if they wanted to like season's cheating but how they handled it there was like you understand why Lincoln was doing this just like with the gift swap he wasn't being selfish it was just like yeah he was thinking of like he'll get a good gift out of the gift exchange but was it really a selfish way not really like but here it's like yeah I'm ruining my family's plans so I can be happy but at the same time it's like He's also thinking about his family where it's like, hey, if I make sure everybody's all together, they won't even be upset that I ruined our plans to go to Miami or Luna land or, or uh, Lori's plans. Like, we'll all be together and that's what matters. Like, Lily, Lily will, will like the tree. It'll be great. So, in his heart, Lincoln had a good place because, again, he was thinking about his family, but at the same time, he was projecting 
his family's thoughts onto himself where it's like, oh yes, my family will be happy, but in the end, he will be happy and his family will be miserable because they were so upset when everything was getting ruined and he was still trying to be, you know, happy about this. Like, oh, I will be excited for the light of the tree and get ready for Christmas dinner, but... When, you know, his, his sisters were upset about everything, like Lu like Sam breaking up with Luna, or Luann losing her gig at uh, Sunset Canyon, which, <laughs> so has, like, I'm thinking about that one scene where she's talking to, like, talking with Mr. Coconuts, and it's like, it's not all about you, Mr. Coconuts! When she yells at uh, Mr. That Coconuts. Was <laughs> so <laughs> great. That was so, that was so overdone. It's like, the performance and line delivery from the actress who did, like, honestly, that was spot on. Like especially during that scene, I was I was cracking up loud. That was so <laughs> overdue from the show of Mr. Coconuts. Like <laughs> live action, Mr. Coconuts can't kill you. Live action, Mr. Coconuts, he could. <laughs> yeah, he'll haunt you in your sleep. Trust me. I mean, me, I like... mean, the the dummy was absolutely like portrayed really well. I mean, how does a person actually make it like precise, like Mr. Coconuts, like that? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's accurate, but at the same time, it's. Scarily accurate. It was you know good. I mean. Like it was a good way to, uh, you know, actually have a good puppet it's, out for Luann. And, like and it's the, up and to the way, and the way that like... she actually, and the way that she actually like makes it talk and all, it actually did work out for her. So she <laughs> definitely did portray a great Luann. It's up to a point where I'm honestly imagining that there would be some sort of horror movie starring Mr. Coconuts, <laughs> uh, and then like you have that expression like Mr. Coconuts close up as the movie poster and then the title of the movie will be just be coconuts coconuts <laughs> <laughs> and then the sequel movie will be uh oh my god what what's it apple blossom is that oh yeah like apple blossom just so kind of so like, so like so we're pretty much seeing chucky <laughs> and then they have a kid and it's like uh apple coconuts kid or coconut kid of, kid apple of coconuts nuts. Apple Child of coconuts, yeah. <laughs> no, live action Mr. Coconuts would make Chucky run and cry to mommy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm in that scene. I'm, I'm the boss now. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, like in, in that scene, like, Wayne's like, oh, I'm going to quit comedy forever because Pop Pop's mad at me. It's like, no, we're not doing this season two episode again with Wayne. We know we're not going to quit comedy. Or like we'll the fact that, like,. The fact that, like, Luna, Lynn was like, I can't see a, a football game. Now I'm going to quit sports forever. Why? <laughs> Just because you can't see a football <laughs> game? Okay. It's so weird. That's kind of that's depressing, too. That's, I mean, that's like, way Lynn, too I far have, Just It's kind of weird because, like, Lynn is a huge fan of, like, I, I would imagine. He said Lions, and I was thinking, like, Detroit Lions. So, um... I don't know why, just because you weren't able to actually see a Dolphins game, it's not even your home team either. Why the heck would you be depressed about not watching them and then just quitting for sports forever? That's way too far-fetched to say. <laughs> yeah, no. Animated Lynn would not do that. Like, honestly, that seems out of character for Lynn. Like, the animated version would still keep her spirits high. She would still um, do tackle Lincoln. Like, she would, still, she would still be in high spirits. Like, just the fact that um, Lynn would be down in the dumps after missing one game, nuh-uh. Come on. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, so, like, after that, Lincoln feels bad, of course, because he, you know, that that's whole scene where the sisters are, are, you know, feeling, you know, upset and stuff. He's going every single one of them about what happened. Felt very season one-ish, you know, of course. So, Lincoln's like, yeah, I have to fix this because I messed everything up. And then, of course, he confesses. And yeah, it's basically how, you know, Lincoln's selfish plot would go on the show. And it's perfectly, you know, it fits perfectly with season one. However, it's season five. So, it's really out of place for Lincoln to act this way in season five. However, it's like, yes, he's still a kid, so kids can be selfish. He's 12 years old, I get it, but I feel like going back to that where it's like reverse character development feels a little out of place to me, especially in season five, but at the same time, it's like, yes, I think if it was portrayed a little better than Lincoln's whole fear of the family drifting apart because they want to do different things and being scared of change and growing up is perfectly valid and fitting for season 5 and the overall theme of Lincoln going to middle school and changes happening because like in Saved by the Spell when he says to his friends like I, I was right I guess middle school does change your friends like that still hits me hard like that is so real so like the fact that Lincoln's like like, you know, say to his family, like, I was just so scared of us, like, changes being made. It's like, yeah, that is a very realistic fear to have, especially for a kid his age. So it's like, I'm, I'm so used to our traditions. I don't want to get new traditions. I want everything to be the same. I want, our, want us to be together for Christmas. I don't want anything to change. Even though, like, in, like, how Lori was telling, you know, the family that she wants to stay there, really reminded me of Gladys Thanksgiving, where Lincoln and the family were very scared about Lori going to have Thanksgiving over at Bobby in the Casa Grande's house. So, so, like, the fact that, like, it was basically that way where it's like, oh, we're scared of Lori going over to Bobby's, but now she's, they're, now they're just fine with her going over to Bobby, so it's like, that's okay. Like, the wasn't it last Thanksgiving you guys were scared of Lori, you know, doing that? Because, like, our traditions mean so much to us. But now at Christmas, it's like, oh, that's fine. It doesn't matter. You know, like, that's okay now. It doesn't really matter to us anymore. So it felt like that, too, where, again, Lincoln is still the one where it's like, I'm, I'm not ready for new traditions or to change things up. But, you know, in the end, he does learn a valuable lesson of you shouldn't be messy with the family, and of course, you know, Lori will win, and Luna still get to do their plans, and Lincoln still got to, you know, hang out with his family, but again, they're gonna go to Miami, which is nice, and he had three hours, 300 hours of community service, which is really funny, like, that, that's my, one of my favorite lines, is like, I got 300 hours of community service, so funny. Um, Good. But yeah, it's like, it's hard because as a Lincoln Lau fan, it's like, yes, this is perfectly... Like, this is definitely something where, yes, it's fitting to Lincoln's character. I I agree on that on so many levels. However, I'm not going to disagree on the criticisms towards Lincoln and how he, how he, how he was in this movie. Because I feel like this is, like, Lincoln at his worst and, like, a lot of things I've seen with him in the recent seasons of, like, yeah, his, his selfishness was, like, really, really, like, played up for this kind of movie. Which was strange because, again, talking about the anime movie, where Lincoln was not selfish at all during that entire movie where he felt left out from the family. He didn't, like, blame his sisters or try to sabotage stuff. And even when they got in his way, he was mostly, like, moping and kind of be upset about it. Whereas, like, my sisters are stealing my spotlight again. Whereas here, it's like, yeah, like, my, the sisters or, like, my family's doing all this. I'm gonna ruin their plans. Like, it felt like such a 180 from both movies where it's like, which Lincoln always supposed to be rooting for, you know? So I'm still conflicted on 
like, if I liked the portrayal of Lincoln in this movie, or if I'm, like, against it, or I'm, like, in the middle where it's, like, I'm conflicted, I'm neutral on it. Because at first, when I watched the movie, I'm like, yeah, that was, like, not how I would portray Lincoln at all. But at the same time, after going back to it, because at first I was like, well, in the movie, they don't make it clear on Lincoln's motives and his fear of, of change. But when they first start talking about the Miami trip, and then he's like, but I want our old traditions to stay. And Liz Cedar's like, it's okay, we need to adapt, we need to change, we'll make new traditions. I was like, okay, they did set it up. Not very clearly, but they did at least. But I feel like they should have made it more clear to the audience that that was Lincoln's motive the whole time. Instead of being like, I'm a selfish little brat that needs to think about me, me, me all the time, you know? So, I don't know. I'm very conflicted on Lincoln in this movie where it's like, it's hard because I get it, but at the same time I'm like, eh. You know what I mean? It's it's confusing for me. Yeah, honestly, here's the thing. I can forgive it if it took place sometime during season one or season two. But the thing is, the fact that Lincoln's per- portrayal here, like Lincoln's behavior, the way he behaved here um, in this movie takes place during season five. It feels like Lincoln's character was going backwards. Like, you know what I mean? It yeah. felt like his Lincoln's character was going backwards. So that really irritated me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, like I, like I said, um, we can talk more about like Lincoln, just how he got portrayed in this. But to say the least, we understand now that this ain't the season five Lincoln that we always grown up to be. Like he's he's grown up now. This is season five. If we're going to be in this timeline where Lincoln Loud is supposed to be portrayed like Lincoln Loud that we've seen in the episodes, he could have at least had like a Lincoln that you know it's understandable that this things that this situation happened that we can't do anything about it. Instead, we're going back to the old Lincoln where he does his old man with a plan and starts doing all this stuff to just ruin people, other people's lives. And at the end, they still end up forgiving Lincoln uh, nonetheless. So, Obed was right there about the whole Lincoln Lab formula happening there. <laughs> it follows it beat by beat, like I, note by note. And it, it's like, it's the last it, thing I, I want to talk about. I would imagine Obed getting tortured. To I, would, I would imagine Obed got tortured the fact that when he first saw this movie, he's like, you're doing this again? Wait, we're doing this again? No, what the... <laughs> because this is season five we're talking about. This is like the Loud House Christmas movie taking place during season five. It's not taking place during season one because at, here's the thing. While it is a bit tiresome to see uh, this, you know, repetitive plot play in season one like in episodes, the thing is there, at least, at the very least... Um, season one is the start of the series. At least there, it's the start of... Of Lincoln's character, like at least you know, it helps like flesh out Lincoln's char- character more and more. Whereas here, however, like I said, it feels like his character is going you know backwards. Not only that, they don't do anything different or interesting with it, like in seasons change, for example, where like it looks to be like when you look at the plot, it looks to be uh, the type that does, you know, play into, like, it's going to follow the season one formula, but then somewhere in the middle, they do they do something different with it, which I really liked that they did, like, high admiration for it. And also going to the comparison between the animated movie version of Lincoln and live-action version movie in Lincoln, oh my god, Sonny, I'm so glad you brought this up, because let me tell you, the difference between animated Loud House movie Lincoln and live-action Loud House movie Lincoln is night and day. Yeah. Yeah, it, mm-hmm, it's right. very different. Because, again, like, in the anime movie, like, you would think... Because, like, the anime movie, 
like to to us we know that it takes place between season four and five but to the general audience that's watching it they they don't have to think that and they still they do it the best way where it's like okay maybe it's not like in the canon timeline it could be its own thing and that's cool like we know that Lincoln might go to middle school or Lori's at college but she's she's there at home so we assume it's either during the summer but it could still be its own thing it doesn't need to take place in the canon timeline and the fact that Lincoln isn't portrayed selfishly in that in the anime movie was like my biggest fear about the anime was that Lincoln was going to be very selfish about becoming the Duke and everything, but he didn't let the power go to his head. Him becoming the Duke was all about, like, I'm gonna stand out, I'm gonna be in the spotlight, but he's not, like, blaming his sisters, like, he does, you know, in the in the Duke song, he's like, I used to feel like I'm nobody, because my sisters always see the spotlight, you know, but, like, or talking about the spotlight, but is he really mad at his sisters? No, he just, he's, he's jealous of them, but he's not blaming them or he's not mad at them for ruining things like he's the one that comes up with the plan to go to Scotland you know it's all about you know what he wants to do but his family is super supportive of him becoming Duke and he's not like pushing him away or anything like in this movie like they're so supportive of him and he's letting them support him and he's not being mad at them like even again when they try to steal a spotlight again it's mostly just like they're doing this to me again I just want to feel special you know that's all about that whereas here it's like if this would have been, like, the Loud House anime movie, then this could have been, like, like, Lincoln would have been, like, ugh, my sisters, why are they always in my way, and pushing them to the side, like, when he becomes Duke, it's, like, the sisters are there, and he's, like, pushing them to the side, like, nope, it's my turn to shine, you know, that's exactly how the live-action movie could have portrayed the anime movie, like, I wish Lincoln would not been so, like, full of himself in this movie, where it's, like, He's coming off kind of very, like, just kind of, like, very full of himself of being, like, it's all about me, you know? It's, like, how do I feel about the situation? But he never, he never really gets to tell his family or, like, say how he feels until the end. You know, it's just, it's so confusing to me because, like, it's definitely, sw it's, like, sw it's, like, it's, like, swap. You know, like, you think the anime movie would have selfish Lincoln and the live-action movie wouldn't, but it's the complete opposite, and that's so weird to me, right? It's so confusing. Right, right. Yeah, it kind of it, it kind of is. Um, yeah, honestly, um, my God. I'm just imagining how live-action Lincoln as the Duke would have turned out. Oh, God, it oh would have been gosh. a total, oh, it'd be a total nightmare. <laughs> like, honestly... Dutch's Morag, like, would have been much more preferable than Duke live-action Lincoln. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my like, god, yeah. <laughs> like, I think you guys mentioned it, or maybe some, a bunch of people mentioned it, but, like, I feel like some people have said, like, oh, like, why couldn't they just do the live-action movie as they the, the labs go to Miami? It's like, but you're if you do that, you're basically copying the anime movie where they go to Scotland. So I think it was better that they did the live-action movie as just, like, a standalone, like, we're in Royal Woods episode to feel more authentic to the show than doing a big road trip movie like the anime movie, because the anime movie was was more grander on scale and a and longer movie. Like, it was a grander journey adventure movie. It was a, you know, character journey for Lincoln, but mostly it was a bigger scale, whereas the live-action movie was more, you know, they have, like, a certain budget. So, I feel like if they do, like, decide to do, like, a road trip movie in, in live-action, form it'll probably be the sequel where they, they get a bigger budget than what they had here so you know i don't think they should have done like a miami trip in the live action movie. i think i'm right. okay with them doing the royal just like say royal woods because again like in the anime movie 
Clyde has less to do. He's, like, only in it for, like, two scenes. And here, like, Clyde is a bigger role, which I actually really like. And if it wasn't for the fact that they kept it in Royal Woods, Clyde would probably not have the big role he has in this movie and also be the next Clyde in the animated show. So, I think... Them sticking to just Royal Woods for this anime, not anime, but this live action movie was better than trying to do like the Louds go to Miami or something, you know. Right, right. For budgetary reasons, I could definitely understand, but in terms of like plot wise and character wise, I still stand that like the Louds trip to Miami uh, would have worked so much better because it would have been more appropriate for the characterization, the season five characterizations of the characters, especially Lincoln. Honestly, I've, I talked about this before, but honestly, I feel that you could have had the road trip to Miami work. Like, like do it in the same manner as schooled, for example. Like, take the schooled route where you have not just one plot, but you have, like, a set of plots. Uh, where you got the main plot, plot A, which is, of course, Lincoln and most of his family going to Miami. Then you got... Plots B, C, and D, where it focuses on uh, Lori, Luna, and Luann, respectively, like, individually. Like, you know how Skuld pulled that off, like, with the um, plot A, plot B, and plot C uh, type of story? Uh, honestly, I feel that the movie would have benefited from that, in my opinion. And the thing is that if you actually put it like that, it would be something like Skuld, for example. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, but instead Skuld would be like... I don't know. Um, it, it, it's it's more like a live action tripped or yeah, loaded or something. Like yeah, that. that's true. Like something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to put a point there, um, I think it would be really cool to actually see that um, to have three three timelines, seeing how Lloyd and Sam are having. Because the thing is, like, yeah, Laurie's gonna have a fun time, just not going to like spending Christmas probably with Bobby, and then they're probably going to have more appearances at the Casa Grande's probably for that Christmas episode. Mm. Or not Christmas movie. Um, if you have Luna and Sam pretty much tripping over at a ski resort, uh, you know, they're skiing and all that, I want to see how the chemistry of Luna and Sam continue to mingle um, as they go on a trip together. And of course, um, it's interesting how they'll go on a vacation. It's kind of like, they said they're going to drive all the way from Michigan down to Miami. That's going to be like, tripped and the trip to Miami all together at one. Which would be pretty. Which would be a pretty epic movie to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't, oh yeah, it would have been grand. It would have been grand. Yeah, I don't know how they would have like if they could have done like a whole school situation with different plots with, with how school was portrayed. I don't know if they could have worked for the movie. Maybe if they handled it a little better than school, just because I don't like how school handles the the minor plots of Lori and Lenny and such it's just they could they should have just stuck with Lincoln but even so like with Lori they should have just had her be her first day of college but I feel like if a movie length could have done a little bit better then maybe I would have liked to see like the subtle side plots of like Lori Lou and Wan doing their things instead mm -hmm. of Lincoln ruining them like on the on the spot you know it, it, right, yeah, I right. don't but I I don't know. I'm not sure how that would work, but like maybe... it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting little aspect. It feels like you know if they actually did pull the fact that um, Lincoln's plan didn't work and they all went to their destinations, I think it would have been like a really fun trip to say for all of them, since they don't, since they're pretty much all doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, why not? I mean, that would be pretty fun. But then again, we have this Loud House Christmas movie. Still, I say it's a it's a good hit. Um, it is pretty much like a Christmas classic. I would watch over and over again, even though there was a cool like. 
kind of eh side points, but still, it's going to be probably a Christmas tradition for Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh yeah, so I mean, from... so get ready, y'all. <laughs> yeah, for more I... Nick for Lighthouse Christmas. Yeah, but from what I heard, and like uh, you know, I heard that the ratings for the movie were actually very good when it premiered. So people did tune in to watch it, even on Nickelodeon, which I'm surprised because like it was it premiered on Paramount Plus first and then Nickelodeon, but. From what I heard, like, with that, and also the premiere of Loudly Bones after the movie, like, it did pretty well, so I'm very surprised on that. You know, I didn't think people would tune in to watch it, but hey, that means it's a classic, and also that could mean a sequel. We don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying here, if they're going... I said it also in our episode as well. If we're going to have a sequel, they gotta do it fast. Yeah. Because... These kids yeah, are growing up. They age These kids fast. are growing up. Yeah. These they kids age are growing fast. up. Yeah. And you probably have like a year or two to actually make them portray the same characters. So like have Sophia Woodward continue to rock as Luna, get Dora Dolphin to continue as Lenny. And by the way, like you see from their Instagrams and all the to- their, all their social medias, they loved acting as the loud. Oh yeah. So they so I am I'm down if they're going to do another sequel. I'm down if they're gonna do it because if you have the same actors doing the same roles. I would imagine another good movie coming out of this. Yeah, honestly, like, like that's exactly why I want more sequels to happen because I feel that they have the potential to make even to make better, you know, live action movies than the Loud House live action Christmas. Like, like honestly, they have the potential to make not just good but great movies. Whereas the Loud House Christmas movie ended up being good but not great. I feel that they have the potential to, like, build up with the Loud House live-action movie series. Like I said, you know, 4th of July, um, Easter, uh, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, wink, wink, Ronikin, wink, wink, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> but like, I, like Nate said, you got to do it fast because let me tell you, I don't think that the next set of actors can pull off the characters nearly as good as the current live-action actors we got right now. I would love to see, like, five Loud House sequels where every sequel they change the Lincoln actor, like the Home Alone sequels. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, I'd rather not think about that. I'd rather not think about, you know, how the Loud House live action could go into that route. Home Sweet Loud House. That's what I want to see. No. <laughs> oh, God, help me. Just, oh. Get that out of my head, please. <laughs> how sweet, ho- loud house. How sweet, home sweet, loud I, house. Sweet, uh, house how sweet, how loud. I'm, I'm just like, nope, nope, sure, I don't like it. After the first two, after the first two Home Alones, you would thought they would be over, but no. <laughs> um, oh no, they were far from over. Yes. Okay. So to to wrap this up real quickly, uh, is there any other final thoughts on the Loud House Christmas live action movie? Any other thoughts you guys have about it? Um, all I gotta say was a pretty a pretty good movie. Um, I do love all the actors and actresses that portrayed the Louds. Um, if there is going to be a sequel, please do it fast because, like I said, these uh these kids, these adults are aging, and they are already perfect as the Louds. So if you are planning to do a live action, like I said, do it in the next year or so so that they can still continue to become like the amazing actors that they are. Um, and hopefully they actually make it like can it like make it as relative as the current season because what they did over in this uh, movie was not what we we're expecting. Oh yeah, we had selfishness can come back again. It's like, 
I thought he grew up after in season five, but no, we ended up having him continue to be selfish and continue to ruin plans. And I'm like, Lincoln, why? <laughs> um, so hopefully they have a different writing team to work on another movie, and hopefully it's like themed to something like, like what Omid said, Fourth of July or Thanksgiving or ooh, another loudest Thanksgiving live action. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because um, oh we want to see the live action versus the Casa Grandes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I don't want to have. I don't want to have them. I don't want to have them facing off as like you know, you know, families bickering. To, oh, we want. We are the better family. We're better. Family. Yeah, I mean, they probably <laughs> would do that as like a sequel, like their own like universe thing, where it's like, yeah, the Lab to Casa Grandes have to fight again just because for the sake of plot. I, I just yeah. they wouldn't like steal from last day's gonna be like oh Lori wants to spend time with Bobby again it's like you already did this like come up with something maybe like Rosa and, and uh, Lynn Cedar like get into like a cooking battle to see who has the better tasting mm. food I'd like to see that oh yeah but yeah I mean the movie overall was not bad um, and if the actors and actresses are down to do another one I am definitely up to seeing it because like I said they're all great um, but let's up to Nickelodeon to pretty much decide if they want to continue on with the ser- with a live action series or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But to over- but overall, it is a pretty good a pretty good loud house Christmas movie. Uh, as for my thoughts, uh, like I said, you know, like it's it's fine, it's good, it could have been great, but because of the monkey wrench that setback, it's actually not so great it's good though it's good though i give major props to especially to the casting director the prop designers the the production designers like and the actors especially like they really nailed their characters they really nailed the loud house lore they really did help uh translate from uh animation to live action you could tell that this is not just some hollywood cash grab that you that you see a la the last airbender or the disney live action remakes no this is actually a passion project that i see from um the the cast and crew who are fans of loud house themselves according to what i've seen in the uh interviews and all that stuff and i can tell there's some heart and passion put into them um and, and you know you can tell that these casts like they feel like family but what really sets it back, though, like I said, the story, the the Lincoln, ah, the way Lincoln is portrayed, the way they re- re- wrote Lincoln Loud, like I said, it feels like, you know, Lincoln Loud, the way he carried on his actions, feels like his character was going backwards, like I said. And not only that, like like I said, it's the it's the plot form, it's the same plot that you see Alice season one. And that's a problem because it feels like one step forward and, I don't know, five steps back. And that's a major problem when you take place in something that's supposed to be season five, where you feel like, okay, Lincoln can't be a bit selfish, but you know he's better than this. So honestly, taking the good and the bad together, you get that you get something that is somewhat of a good Christmas classic that you want to see every day, but just once. And that's pretty much before you get to the really amazing Loud House Christmas stuff, like Eleven Louds Leaping especially, and of course, the pleasant surprise that was Cease's Cheatings. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 
I'll, I'll, I'll definitely echo all your thoughts there, where it's like, you know, it could have been a, a trash fire, you know? But I think, honestly, it's pretty decent for, like, again, like, the casting and the directing and the, the prop design and, like, how authentic it is to Loud House. Like, when you watch this, it's like, yeah, this is Loud House. Like, it feels weird every time I was watching the movie that I'm like, oh, Lincoln, or whatever Lincoln was doing, it's like, I can't believe I have to say, like, that to a live-action actor. It feels weird to me, but, like, I was like yeah this feels like loud house it feels like a season one episode it feels like authentic loud house like it's not the best thing in the world from loud house but hey it's like it's like i said before it's like a nice treat to get because after we got the anime movie and the live action movie in the same year that's crazy to think about that we have two movies to our fandom that's so strange to think about, but amazing. You know, it's weird that we got two completely, completely different movies in the same year, in the same year. But it still was a nice treat to be like, "Hey, we're trying this thing," and and a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is not gonna work," but it actually does work. And hey, they're gonna try to do more sequels or maybe do a limited series in the future with the live action actors. I wouldn't be against it because after this, I'm like, yeah, I would love to see then do something else and maybe try to do a little bit better because yeah, it's not the best thing in the world but hey it's at least it's at least it is loud house and that's the best thing you could say for it besides the actors and everything else is like it is loud house it feels like loud house i think that's the best thing about it is that it is authentic loud house and being so alienated from the loud house yep most definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah i think that's the best way to describe it authentic loud house all right, so I want to say thank you again, Nate and me, for coming on to my show to talk about A Lot House Christmas. I always love having you guys. So again, thank you so much for coming on once again. Thank you for having yeah, us, thank Sunny. You so, thank you so much for having us, Sunny. It's always a pleasure and honor to talk about this series with you, Sunny. Um, it's definitely, it's it's definitely been a blast today. Yeah, it must be definitely fun to be here, um, definitely helping support another podcast that talks about the Lot House and the Casa Grandes, and definitely being a best friend, an awesome friend to you, Sonny. So, yeah, yeah it was great awesome to be friend, here. Sonny. Yeah, you're an awesome friend, an awesome fan artist, and an awesome podcaster, like all of the above. Thank you guys once again. And of course, I'll link all their social media in the description. Of course, go and follow the Loud Casa Talks on YouTube and Twitter and everywhere for the podcast, of course. And as for me, if you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over Excite Clips on Twitter or the podcast on Twitter, Casa Loud Chat. And we'll see you all next time on Casa Loud Chat.